0: Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each
1: week we cover a new topic, and we drink a new fun little bevy bev. A
0: fun beverage every week. And this week, this is also a highly requested episode that we are doing, and it is how to navigate office politics and workplace gossip. There is so much of this going on. Natalie and I do not work in, uh, in an office space, so we're kind
1: of like new to all this. No, I just talked shit with Zeppelin. Yeah. I'm I, like, did you see what Archie happened? Archie is my coworker. <laughs> I know, but when I worked in office spaces, oh my God. No. It is drama.
0: It gets serious. So this episode, we are talking the Three types of workplace conflict, the four types of workplace personalities, which one are you? Mm-hmm. Why we gossip at work and strategies to overcome office politics and workplace gossip. gossip. And at the end of the episode, you guys, we are playing BFF quiz. BFF quiz. We're quizzing each other on our BFF on our BFFness. We shall see. Yeah. And you guys remember you can always write into the show with episode requests at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or you can DM us at Am Doing This Right Pod. And the drinky of the day is brought to you by me. Brought to me by you. Brought to you by me. Yes. <laughs> But it's really brought to all of us by Bella Hadid. Truly. Truly. <laughs> so this episode, we are drinking. We've done one flavor
1: of this. We're doing yes. another. Yes. Matt didn't
0: love the first one.
1: I did not love the first. So I'm excited because I want to love it. But that that one, that first flavor I was not into. And just,
0: okay. So it's the Kin Euphorics Functional Beverage for Modern Rituals. It's basically like a non-alcoholic aperitif. Right. So- Think in your head when you're drinking this, this is an alcohol substitute. Right. It's not a juice. No. This isn't something you would drink, like,
1: during the day. Well, no. maybe this one it's because like this cocktail. one's
0: gently caffeinated.
1: Right. And it has... Um, well, I guess because that's like a, you know, it's an upper.
0: Yeah. This one has vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, collagen, saffron, turmeric, and caffeine. Those sound like things that I like. And the flavors are... Pineapple juice, lemon juice, turmeric, ginger. Oh, oh, that'll slap your mama. That'll slap your mama.
1: Mhm. Wow. Oh, it's the turmeric. I really, I like turmeric. Ooh. Mhm. It's the turmeric that will wake you the fuck up. I don't want to say anything until the end. Okay, sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Okay, wait. Sorry. My Um,
1: review. I don't want to give away my review too soon.
0: Okay, don't. We'll save it for the end of the episode. But
1: Nat, what's going on in your world? Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) so do you want to know? Here's some drama. Oh, okay. Wow, I can't believe I asked that. Today (laughs) at 8 o'clock, I was taking Zeppelin for a walk. Yeah. Around my neighborhood, and there were two police cars out in front of a building on one street over from me. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's about. Then I go to my workout. I come back. Now there's three police cars. Mm. But now it's 11 a.m. So they've been there for three hours. Then I just came here. It is now 1 p.m. There's a fourth. And a medical examiner. Oh. But no ambulance. No fire. No coroner. I'm like, what would, what is the drama here? Where there's three police, a medical examiner, And they've been there for like five hours. I
0: don't know. I mean, like, clearly some shit has gone down, but also we've been very (laughs) closely invested in the Idaho murders. So, like, I feel like you might be looking at everything through the lens of the (laughs) Idaho murders. Truly.
1: Oh, I wanted to tell this story. Yeah. This is the one where the other day I said, Remind me to tell you this story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember if I've told you this before. So you might be hearing it for the first time, but definitely the listeners. So when I was in college, I won't say his name, but there was somebody I knew who -hmm. was very good friends with this person. And they went to Chico State. You know, it's a big party school. They were hammered. They were outside of a bar. And this guy decides to, like, pee on the side of a building Mm -hmm. or something. And the cops arrest him for public indecency, he goes to jail in Antioch <laughs> and they're like, okay, we're, we're going to call your parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't call them. And and there's some reason why he could not call them. They're like, no, we are going to call them. So they call, and this is like three in the morning. They call his mom and they say, hi, your son is here in this police department, the police station. He's being held on $2 million bail for murder. Oh, you've told me this. <laughs> you told me this. And so their mom, they're like, oh, my God. They, like, wake up. She wakes up the dad. She's like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening? They obviously, they can't afford $2 million bail. They're, yeah. they're like, what are we? Oh, my God. They go down to the police station, all this stuff. They can't see him. It's chaos. And it turns out just by the, the terrible twist of fate that somebody with his exact same name, it's a pretty common name, yeah got arrested the same night for murder. And they're like files got switched. <laughs> so then the cops had to call the parents back and be like, we're so sorry. It was public indecency and you can just come pick him up. Oh, <laughs> But they really thought he had murdered someone. For like an hour and a half or something. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> and then I saw the actual mugshot of the killer. Oh he's, he's my a killer. god! He's, you're was like the killer. That's a that was a murderer.
0: That reminds me of when the only time I ever smoked weed and ate an edible, and I called my mom because I was panicking and freaking out. <laughs> And I didn't know where I was. Mind you, I'm like at one of our closest friends' house. But like I was so high. And I was like, mom, somebody gave me drugs. And that's all I said. And she was like, Corinne, I'm on the phone with you going, what drugs, Corinne? And I'm going, I have no idea. Drugs. And she's like, I'm just picturing you with like a syringe yes. hanging out of your arm. And then finally, my friend calls her and goes, it's just... She's eaten half
1: an Oreo. It's an
0: Oreo. And she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> my mom's like speeding and she's praying to God. She goes, just let her live, please. <laughs> let her live. And I'm like, where are you? And I'm like, I don't Wait, know. did you go in ambulance? Oh, and I went. And yes, and I went. And I went. My mom called nine one one because finally I'd realized where then you I walked out of the ambulance. Like I walked into the ambulance because at that point, by the time they'd come, I was just normal high. Right. I wasn't like freaking out or panicking anymore. So I was like,
1: "Hey guys, what's up?"
0: And they were like, are you fucking—but they, like, <laughs> legally had to take me in, and they were like, oh, this bitch is fine. Well, my mom was like, Corinne, that hour when I was driving, I was literally praying,
1: like, please, God, save her. I'll do anything. Uh, that happened with Taylor, too, basically. When she mm-hmm. called you that one night? Well, oh. she called me, and I didn't answer, and then she called you? Yeah, but no, no, no. But she knew what she was on. Like, th- this- But didn't she did not not say it at first? Or didn't she call and be like, please get here now? Yeah, she did. And then you got there and she was like, I'm just really high. Yeah. (laughs) And you were driving, like, oh my God, what's happening? Something terrible's happened. Yeah. She was just crying. She was like, Can you come? I was like, I'm coming.
0: (laughs) She was like, laying in bed with like an ice pack. Like, I'm so high. I'm
1: like, Are you kidding me? (laughs) It's like the middle of the night. Oh my God. Ah, Anyways, good times, times, you guys. Good times. (sighs) Okay, well, let's get going on in my life.
0: I'm glad I asked. Um, I hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, please update us. Okay, so let's get into office politics because this was actually requested by multiple people, but by a specific listener,
1: too, who wrote in and was like, can you please help me out? Help. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we've said we don't work in an office environment so much, but a lot of our friends do. A lot of our family members do. Joe does. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. we've heard the horror stories about office drama and how stressful it can be to enter an office that feels tense or even unwelcoming. And because we've always got your back, we found ways to best navigate office politics and have the best experience at work possible. Yes.
0: So let's get into some facts. Rooney, We love a fact. We love a fact moment. So according to the American Institute of Stress, 80% of workers feel stressful on the job, which is really not surprising to me. Mm-mm. Nearly half say they need help in learning how to manage stress, and 42% say their co-workers need such help. Is it these <laughs> And these people need
1: fucking help. These people need help. <laughs> According to a recent report from MIT Sloan Management Review, employees are quitting their jobs in droves because of toxic workplace culture not low pay. In fact, the report says toxic workplace culture is 10.4 times more likely to contribute to an employee quitting. Oh, that's really interesting. I see some horror stories on Twitter about people that like what their bosses say to them. And it is rough. <sighs> oh, yeah.
0: Well, also, the American Psychological Association's Work and Well-Being Survey found that 79% of the 1,501 employees experienced work-related stress in the month before the survey. Three in five workers said work-related stress caused them to have a lack of interest, motivation, and energy at work. A total of 36% had cognitive wariness, 32% emotional exhaustion, and 44% physical fatigue, a 38% jump from 2019. So there's physical, emotional, cognitive stress from all of this stuff going on. And also around 30 million or one in nine U.S. workers experience their workplace as toxic, according to research done at MIT. So I mean, like...
1: What are you going to say about that? That's crazy. One in nine. I mean, I get. you know what? Maybe I would have expected it to be even higher. Yeah. I mean, like— But that's
0: a—30 million people. I mean, every person—I will say every single person that we know that has an
1: office job has drama. There is somebody that's, like, very problematic or— Or, like,
0: a situation they don't know how to handle or this, that, this, that. It's interesting. You spend so yes. much. Also, think about it. They spend so much. People spend so much of their lives
1: at work. Oh, you're with those people for some. Sometimes more, more than, you're than with your, your family. Yeah. Seriously. So,
0: so it's a whole thing. But there are four personality types within the office, according to Kathleen Kelly done. an expert on organizational politics. Should we get into Ooh. the
1: four personality types? Yes. Okay, so number one is the purists. Purists dislike all thought of workplace drama and office politics and simply want to get on with the job at hand. That's me. I feel like I would be a purist. I think we're both, yeah. Maybe that's why we work at home with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> There's also the street fighter. This profile of person believes the best way to get ahead is through use of rough tactics, even at the expense of others. Essentially, they are the drama.
0: So when you're listening to this, you're probably like, "I know who the street fighter at work yeah. is." Yeah.
1: <laughs> or you're like, "Am I the drama? Am I the drama? <laughs> you could be."
0: Also, there is the team player. Team players believe in getting ahead by working well with others and participating in the politics that advance group goals. So these people kind of are, like, networking. They're kind of like, what works, what doesn't work? Mm -hmm. But, like, really I want a positive outcome here.
1: Probably the leaders of the group. Probably. Yeah.
0: And lastly, the fourth personality type is the maneuverer maneuverers believe in getting ahead by playing the games of politics in a way that is skillful and unobtrusive essentially the maneuverer is someone who observes and manipulates to get
1: themselves to the top damn cutthroat dang Reardon says that all of us can develop skills and change our approach if we really want to. But unless we make these changes, it's very unlikely that a purist will be happy or productive in a highly politicized environment or that a street fighter will be welcome in a minimally politicized environment.
0: Interesting. So it's sort of
1: like your personality really...
0: Really determines where you should be working. Yes. I might be more of a team player.
1: Well, so I was thinking about that, like team player versus the purist. And when I think of team player, I think of like in high school, growing up, my friend Desi was always like the leader of a a group, like a group Mm -mm. project or whatever. And I'm just there to like do the work. And like here be for like, a good time a long time. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, here's the work I'm gonna do, but I'm not the one organizing the work.
0: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
1: do you think you're the one organizing? You're like leading the pack. Yeah, yeah, I could be.
0: Could, I could be in could, the right. You situation. could probably,
1: yeah. It just sort of depends.
0: So, why does navigating office politics get so tricky?
1: Well, according to the Big H Bomb Harvard, there are three types of conflict in the workplace task conflict, relationship conflict, and value conflict. Oh, So would you like to get into task? Conflict? Yeah, so task
0: conflict. So that is the first of the three types of conflict in the workplace. Task conflict often involves concrete issues related to the employee's work assignments and can include disputes about how to divide up resources, differences of opinion on procedures and policies, managing expectations at work, and judgments and interpretations of facts. So this is like Again, I mean, it's in the name, task conflicts, Mm -hmm. like really like work shit. Mm -hmm. Of the three types of conflict discussed here, task conflict may appear to be the simplest to resolve, but task conflict often turns out to have deeper roots and more complexity than it appears to have at first glance. For example, coworkers who are arguing about which one of them should go to an out of town conference may have a deeper conflict based on a sense of rivalry. Oh. So it could be more tricky. Also it's like it seems like task conflict could be more like culture conflict too, like what is everyone expecting is like everybody trying to outperform the other, mm-hmm. do we not have like good, like, great HR that's, like, looking out for us, like, things
1: like I can that. also see if if people are working for, like, one person, mm. like, if they're on a team working for, like, their assistants or social media people, whatever, that they would be kind of, like, trying to get to the top. Yeah. So, like, spending more time with that person. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or even if you're very similar, like, if you and your coworkers are similar. Yeah. That could be a situation okay the next one is relationship conflict the second of our three types of conflict relationship conflict arises from differences in personality style matters of taste and even conflict styles in organizations people who would not ordinarily meet in real life are often thrown together and must try to get along so it's no surprise that relationship conflict can be very common in organizations.
0: You know how, like, we always say you can choose your family, like, choose your friends, choose people. You
1: can't choose your family. No, nah, no, you can't. Unless you're like us and you choose a dog. True. You know? True. So suppose you felt a long, simmering tension with a colleague, whether over work assignments, personality differences, or some other issue. Before turning to a manager, you might invite the colleague out to lunch and try to get to know him or her better. Discovering things you have in common, whether a tie to the same city, children the same age, or shared concerns about problems in your organization, may help bring you together.
0: And put a pin in that because that kind of goes back into the workplace gossip stuff that we'll talk say, about later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the third type of conflict, which is value conflict, can arise from fundamental differences in identities and values, which can include differences in politics, religion, ethics, norms, and other deeply held beliefs. Although discussion of politics and religion is often like kind of taboo Mm -hmm. in organizations, disputes about values can arise in the context of work decisions and policies, such as whether to implement an affirmative action program Or whether to take on a client with ties to a corrupt government. I mean, that seems pretty big. That seems like a huge value.
1: That sounds like stuff in DC. With ties to a corrupt government? People in Washington, DC are
0: screaming. Yeah, I I could say that. (laughs) According to MIT professor Lawrence Suskind, disputes involving values tend to heighten defensiveness, distrust, and alienation. Parties can feel so strongly about standing by their values that they would re- reject trades that would satisfy other interests
1: they might have. I mean, if you think about it, like in the case of Congress, those are their jobs and they are so stuck to their va- I mean, there is no partisanship. Yeah. That is conflict to the max. That's conflict. To yeah. the max.
0: Well, you know where this could g- never mind. I'm not gonna say it? say it. Nope. Say it. Well, you know, like I could see maybe like in the entertainment industry or like the fashion industry, maybe not wanting to partner with individuals who, you know. Like problematic. Problematic. Uh Uh-huh. You know, maybe Kanye. Right. Might be someone where you're like, oh, like if I work at a talent agency and they rep him, like that's a values thing and I'm Jewish. Yes, exactly.
1: You know. It's very tough. It's tough. But let's talk about workplace gossip. But what about workplace gossip? Because that's something that can negatively affect the workplace, too.
0: Yeah. So workplace gossip is the informal interaction or communication that doesn't relate to work activities among work colleagues. Instead, it typically focuses on personal, private, or sensitive information. Hmm. But not all gossip has to be bad. When employees can talk with one another, it may help them bond as a team, supporting each other and helping the rest of the group through any challenging moments. Gossip can also reveal potential improvements for the team if members are found frequently discussing the same issues. That's what I was saying. I'm like, you know, it kind of can give you some bonding. Yeah. So let's talk about why we gossip.
1: Okay. So number one. Is the fear of the unknown. So if someone doesn't have the information they want, they begin to fear the unknown and can start trying to gather it from colleagues, especially if they believe others are hiding the information. They're like, hey, so like, have you heard? Like,
0: like, what is the deal with the bathroom renovations? Right. Like, what's happening? You're
1: over not? at the water cooler, like, so just tell me. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Another reason is sense of belonging. People can begin to feel that their colleagues are excluding them if they perceive they don't have all the information the others might have. Also, a sense of connection. Many people typically enjoy having productive, open work relationships with their colleagues, and gossip can be a quick and easy way to build that connection. That's why people say women gossip, is that it's a connection connection. Yeah, it's I like, mean stereotypically, you know. Yeah, it's like a trading of information and yeah. a
0: bonding
1: and a trust. Right, right. We're like, I guess, well, men still. I don't know what guys talk about. I honestly. have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't. I have no idea. Like, what do they do with their friends? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, toxic workplace culture. You might simply fall into this behavior because everyone else around you is negative and complaining. Yeah. To you.
0: Yeah. But how does how does gossip hurt us? Yeah. Well. It can lead to lost productivity and wasted time. We're doing it too much. We're chit-chatting too much. Mm -hmm. Also, hurt feelings and reputations. Again, with that trust, you know, you don't know what people are saying. behind your back. You might find out. Blah, blah, blah. Also, increased anxiety among employees as rumors circulate without clear information as to what is and isn't fact. Also, it can hurt us with divisiveness among employees as people take sides also, losing people due to good employees leaving the company because of an unhealthy work environment. I mean, that's the extreme, right? You lose employees, yeah. you lose coworkers because people don't want to be around that. Shit. Well, and
1: we learned from the earlier study that that's the main reason now that people are are leaving. Yes, is so. because it's unhealthy. Also, the whole taking sides thing is really hard, especially if you're new. I remember right, in one and you're job, like, what
0: do I say? I
1: know in one job I had pe- this whole situation where. Everybody was talking about this one coworker, and I had had no problem. You're like, I don't really know them like that. I know, but I just had to sort of like, oh, yeah, like, it's such a tough spot to be in.
0: Yeah. So what are some strategies then to help navigate office politics?
1: Well, according to Forbes, the number one thing is to stay grounded but be empathetic. Everyone is going through their own set of challenges, so exert your kindness muscle when tensions start to arise. If you've seen some unusual office politics, take the high road. You want to be remembered as someone who leads with integrity.
0: The next strategy to help navigate office politics is to always be authentic. Your biggest asset will always be your authenticity. Mean what you say, follow up on your commitments, and do not be the kind of person who always gauges public opinion before acting. Authenticity is a must in the office and it will put you in the position to be to be trusted by your colleagues.
1: Mhm. Trust is big. Also learn how to actively listen. That was one of the life skills we learned in like kindergarten. Remember active listening?
0: What was that? Oh. <laughs> huh? What did you say? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Navigating office politics requires the ability to actively listen. With video chat and email being the main vehicles for interaction among remote workers, accurately reading someone else's tone, let alone motives, can be nearly impossible. Most situations arrive from making the wrong assumptions, so don't hesitate to ask for clarification on something if you feel like the vibe's that's awesome. one of the four agreements. Do not assume. Don't assume.
0: Yes. Don't assume that people mean
1: what they. Be like, hey, I'm trying to be clear. This is what you're saying, right? Yes, and also, you know, it's hard with emails because when people type in with only periods There's no exclamation, yeah. Thanks. Period. I'm like, oh no. Following up. What period. has happened? Oh, what has happened?
0: <laughs> Another strategy is to try to stay on good terms with everyone. Yes, it is easier said than done especially if you have a particularly difficult co-worker who is always stirring the pot. But the only way to win is to not play. Try to stay on good terms with everyone and stay neutral in negative situations as much as possible.
1: Next, focus on inclusion and collaboration. Often, avoiding office conflict can be as simple as inclusion and collaboration. A willingness to share your ideas, bounce ideas off others, and ask for others' opinions tends to lead to less adverse politics, including key people from key departments, in the work you are doing often holds a lot of weight as you navigate company politics.
0: Also, you can ask tough questions when someone tries to engage in gossip with you. When a colleague starts trying to talk shit with you, ask them, have you shared your concerns with that individual Directly, do you think your goal would be achieved quicker if you went to directly to the source? Again, stay neutral and like don't be like passive
1: aggressive. We can right. just be like,
0: oh, you know what? You should bring that up to Brenda.
1: Yeah, I really think she would love to hear that from you, <laughs> not from me. <laughs> this backfired on me the other day, big time. Oh, really? <laughs> but it was a little different because I was in a conversation with somebody, and I had set a boundary where I said I don't want to discuss this particular topic with you and they started talking about the topic and I said instead of talking to me about this I think you should talk to your therapist about this ooh and that really backfired (laughs) and then I was talking to my therapist and I'm like oh all hell broke loose I don't even know what happened and she's like people don't like to be told to talk to a therapist and I was like but I didn't know well I was trying to be helpful yeah but Yeah. yeah maybe don't tell somebody to talk to their therapist
0: You should get help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it can go wrong. (laughs) Okay, next. Continuously work to strengthen your quote-unquote relationship currency. Focusing only on your performance or the credibility you build through your work is very unlikely to get you the success that you're aiming for. Be it a bonus, promotion, or recognition from senior executives. However, investing time in your networks, and building the connections that can speak for you and your work will get you those things. This investment in strategic relationships is not a distraction from your real, quote unquote, job, but in fact, one of the most important aspects of it. It will also keep you away from drama and to be seen as a trusted, amiable, and valuable coworker.
0: Okay. So now that we have our little strategies. Uh-huh. Let's do a little role-playing, you guys. This is according to Psych Central, and we have a couple little situations. Okay. And then we have solutions for these situations.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Okay, so I'm going to read situation A. All right. Situation A. You're confronted by a coworker who says someone told her that Susie said you will never move up in the company because you are lazy and you don't know how to do your job. (gasps) What? Do you do, according to <sighs> Central? Okay,
1: here's what you're going to do. Fuck Susie. Sorry. Honestly, fuck Susie. Susie ha- has got something coming to her. So here's what you're going to do. You're either going to ignore it or take action. If you feel the need to address what's been said, go to the source. If you don't feel comfortable going to the source, contact a supervisor or a mediator. Request a meeting to professionally discuss your feelings and concerns. It's imperative to take action as soon as possible because the longer you wait, the higher the potential for increased tension and animosity. So basically, if you can just brush it off. Brush it off. Just be like, whatever. But if you can't
0: take action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Directly. Yes. No, don't take action by going to the next coworker and being like, listen, fuck Susie.
0: But you can think it. But you can think it. You can also come home to your partner and say, fuck, fuck Susie. Susie.
1: <laughs> so here we go. Situation B. Okay. Susie, this is the same Susie, maybe. Susie and Jim have the latest gossip. They always have the latest gossip. Not only do they want to let you in on the office dirt, but they also want your opinions. Susie problematic, you guys. I don't
0: trust Susie (sighs) at all. Oh my God.
1: When they are not talking about others, they complain about how awful the workplace is. Ugh. Sounds miserable. What's the solution?
0: Well, the solution, according to Psych Central, stay away from people who are part of the rumor mill or always have a negative attitude. You never want to be guilty by association and accused of playing a part in a workplace rumor. You always want to avoid those with negative attitudes, if your coworker is always talking about how long the work week is, how bad the supervisor is, how coworkers don't pull their load, their negativity may just rub off on you. And this is just in life, too. I yeah. mean, like you have those people who are always complaining, yes. are always, and then it just like, then you are that person. Right. And you're like, holy shit.
1: It's just such a, yeah, they're, they just bring the whole tone of everything down.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Situation C, Jim thinks you are not pulling your weight Uh, for Susie. Now, Jim, these two, I know I, first of all, I'm not loving them. No, he feels that his workload is heavier and he is frustrated and angry.
1: As a result, he lashes out at you. What do you do? Well, (laughs) don't tell him to go to therapy, even if you're thinking it. (laughs) Okay. So the solution, don't respond immediately and add to the chaos. If confronted by an angry or upset coworker, take time to evaluate the circumstances before responding. It is important to allow the shock to wear off and to respond professionally and appropriately. Their general rule is to respond the same way you would if your supervisor was present. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. Be an active listener, allow the individual to vent, and remain respectful. When it's your turn to respond, remain calm and positive. It might be hard,
0: it is. It's hard. I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done, but it's like really what I feel like the takeaway from this whole episode is is you kind of have to be the bigger person. Yeah. You have to know when to step away. You have to know what healthy gossip is, what's not healthy, who are the players. You got to know who you are and who everybody else is.
1: That's what my therapist told me with my situation. She said yeah. it sucks, but... You just have to be the big. You got to navigate
0: it. I know. Well, we hope you guys learn more about workplace drama, the different types of conflict, how to navigate gossip at work, and how to handle difficult situations. Feel free to write in with more if you have like a specific one because we could probably give you more like in depth yeah you know mm-hmm. with your current situation so right in and at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or you can dmail dm us at
1: <laughs> dmail
0: dmail us <laughs> at am I doing this right pod but now let's circle back on the can you for it yes and introduce our hottie of the week who is so appropriate
1: oh my gosh our hottie of the week an office staple
0: well he was a good office gym.
1: He was a great. He wasn't like this gym that we had. <laughs> no, fuck this gym. <laughs> this was uh, Jim Halpert, aka John Krasinski. He's so great. He's great. What a cutie pie. I just started watching. Um, Well, I watched like John three episodes. And Wick? Then I, yeah. What is he? John. No, 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 no. Not... He's not John Wick. That's... That's Keanu. He's the other one. Wait, I can't remember now. <laughs> That's like the same thing. It's, the <laughs> same. it's all the same thing. The action guy. Yeah. I, I started watching that and then I gave up on it. You don't seem like the target audience for it. Well I love the born identity series. Oh okay, okay, okay. And my dad said, oh, this show he Jack, loves it. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yes. And my dad obviously loves it because he's a man and this mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. but he was like it's like the born identity. So I started it and I thought this is not like the born identity.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, we do love him. So yeah. let's circle back on the Ken Euphorics Actual, Actual sunshine. sunshine, rise and glow, gently caffeinated, non-alcoholic aperitif. What
1: is nine? Oh, no, never mind. But, I thought that said 9.0 ABV, but it says 0.0. Oh, my God. We would be on the floor. Yeah, I was like, hold on. So I like this one a lot better than the other one.
0: It's, um, you know what it's giving? Mimosa. It's like a mimosa oh. supplement. Like, if, if all your girls were drinking mimosas, you would drink this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like if this was like in a little champagne flute, yeah, it would be. I have the similar. It's the effect. same color, same color, but this is more pineapple-y. Mm-hmm. and then it kind of like.
1: It's kind of a. It might be a little too acidic for me because my tummy might kind of have a tummy ache. Yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not bad. bad. Like the other one, I really did not like. Yeah,
0: that was like the orangey orange yeah. bitters one. It was
1: very bitter. This one's sweeter, but it's not sweet. I'd give it a six and a half or seven. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a six and a half.
0: Okay. Six and a half yeah. out of John Krasinski. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, it's BFF quiz or BFF quiz cards or get to know your cards or who the fuck knows, who knows? what it is. We have
1: these Bumble BFF F cards from a few episodes ago. We're going to whip them back out. We're going to whip them back back out because I have them in my little ET bag here. I'm very interested to see. I'm shuffling like I shuffle so my tarot card. this is less because we're not like, ooh,
0: what's my this? I think these are like, I'm going to get to know you.
1: Maybe. We it's, don't know. It's literally called the BFF question game. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Ooh, this is an interesting one. What's something you want to like but can't get into? Friends. Okay, that's a good one, friends. Here's the thing,
0: I do like it kinda enough, right? But I like I wish I could do the references get into with people. It. Like right. I wish I'd like you know the episode. Oh, when that happened with Rachel and right. the Phoebe and all that. Like I I know it, and I, I remember watching the last episode and being upset when it ended and all of that. But I'm just not like into you it. You just
1: can't get into it,
0: like everybody else. Is. Yeah, like I like,
1: totally get it.
0: into it. You know what I, I mean? I
1: Totally get it.
0: Okay. Natalie. Ooh, if you could have any talent, what would it be and why?
1: Hmm. I think I asked you that one last episode, well, last time we did this. Any talent. That you don't already have. Oh, you know what? I would love to be able, able to play the piano. Mm.
0: Yeah. Like well.
1: Like a classical pianist.
0: I know. My sister is
1: so gifted
0: and I'm just like so happy she's kept with it. Like I did piano lessons. I think every child oh yeah yeah
1: and you were just like fuck this i my (laughs) mom says that when the last time i went i slammed my head on the piano and refused to to keep going
0: yeah i don't know why just like our (laughs) generation we were not fucking with the piano
1: (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) truly i just like (laughs) hit my head on the keys and just like laid there yeah um i feel you the sticker books were not enough motivation for me you know at the end of the lesson you get a little sticker yeah no i (laughs) needed something more (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Should we do another one? Yes. Okay. Here we
1: go. Ooh. What's something you think everyone should own? Okay. Let me
0: think. Let me think. What's something that I think everybody should own? I feel
1: like I know what you're going to say.
0: I want to know what you think I was going to say because you don't know this thing that I'm going to
1: say. Oh. I thought you were going to say a Dyson vacuum. Oh. <gasps> I nice Well, that's what I truly you. think everybody.
0: Yeah. Everyone deserves that in their oh life.
1: Oh, my God. It is an Cordless, investment. But if you were Jesus.
0: vacuuming with a cord, you've got to change your life. You have to change
1: your life. It's, you it, it's your the life. best thing I've ever purchased
0: Yeah, in my life. Yeah. can I Can I say something simpler?
1: You absolutely can. Because
0: I do agree with you, but I love, and I use it every day, and people forget that it exists, my toaster. I ah. love toast. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do love toast. I love toast. And I think everyone should have a toaster. And I think everyone should be eating more toast.
1: <laughs> I love that. Hey. And I believe that
0: whole Maybe you'll upgrade. have a piece of toast while I go home. <gasps> it's great. It's great snack. Sometimes, like, the other night I was going to bed. I was, like, kind of hungry. I had eaten dinner. And I said,
1: I don't have to go to bed hungry. I got up. 9.30, got a piece of toast, went to bed. I was so happy. That happened to me the other day, but you know what I made? What? Cinnamon toast.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wait, how do you make your cinnamon toast?
1: I make it like my mom made it when I was a butter child. Butter and some— Cinnamon sugar. Yes. But, like, a lot of butter. Yeah, like, I want it to almost be soggy. Yes, that's what I it, And then cinnamon sugar. Ugh. Oh, it was such a nice little treat. So good. Okay,
0: wait, hold on. What's your hottest take? Oh. You can say current take. What's a current hot take? It doesn't have to be your hottest or
1: whatever. <sighs> Hot take with that. My hot take with that. Um, hmm, this is tough.
0: What is my-, oh my gosh? You have so many hot takes. I do? Yeah.
1: Well, the one thing that comes to mind, I know we've been talking about the murder of the, <laughs> the Idaho 4 murder. But recently, the past few days, my hot take is that men that pretend to be smart like that are really want to drive home how smart they are. So like this guy, he was a doctor, you know, he's like I'm brilliant. He thought he was going to pull this crime off. Stupid. Yeah. An idiot. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk? Mhm. So dumb. Mhm. This man had everybody bamboozled. This man had people thinking he invented Tesla. He did not. Oh, he didn't? No, he just invested in it. It was already Uh, a car company like a decade before. uh, And then he bought Twitter and immediately lost $44 billion because he's dumb. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Turns out his degrees are fake. I mean.
0: Is this all coming out right now?
1: It's been coming out over the past few months. Oh, I think ever since he bought Twitter and everybody realized he was dumb. There's this other guy that we just he might have murdered his wife. And did the dumbest shit. Oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. these people. So maybe that's my hot take. Hot take is that if somebody's really if you trying think to you're prove, you're too smart. You're not. You might not be. You're not. Yeah.
0: Actually, the 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 biggest testament to true wisdom is being able to admit that you that you're wrong. That you well that that you're wrong, but also that you can't
1: know everything. That you can't and don't and don't. Yeah. No, it's, I very much believe that. I don't trust anybody who's 100% sure that they are right about everything. No.
0: No, 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 no. Well, you guys, that's our episode. Actually, if you like this episode, we have similar episodes. Episode 104, which is Reignite Your Soul, How to Overcome Burnout. And we also have episode 97, Peace Out Peacefully, When and How to Quit Your Job if You Just Can't Take It Any
1: Longer. You might have listened to all this and been like, Wow.
0: I got to get out of
1: here. (laughs) We have an episode
0: for you. Yes. (laughs) Good old 97. And we will be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.